Welcome to the Burbs Minute Podcast, quite possibly the greatest cuckoo clock minute ever made. What? That doesn't even make sense. <clears throat> All right. I need a drink. I couldn't get through it. <laughs> All right. Doing it again. Welcome to the Burbs Minute Podcast, quite possibly the greatest cuckoo clock movie ever made. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Derkach. And this week we are covering Minute 60 of the Burbs, which begins with a cuckoo clock and ends with Mark asking what kind of doctor Klopek is. Okay, so it starts with the aforementioned cuckoo clock, which is pretty on the nose for this movie. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> not only are we in the Klopek's house with Rumsfeld, his wife just said something dumb to end the last minute. So she right. says that, and then we get the cuckoo, cuckoo. <laughs> Which I didn't see a cuckoo clock anywhere. I've seen a lot of different crap, but I've never seen a cuckoo clock anywhere. No, the only place you saw a cuckoo clock was in the Foley artist's yeah. room. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, so they're going to somehow try to – they're going to drag out meeting the doctor for a whole another minute somehow. Right. But I will say this. It's pretty much been the Rumsfeld show up till now. So Carol finally starts to try to get into the act. She says something about, like, oh, it's so great you were able to stay with the original wood. They've been in this house for how long now? We're led <laughs> to believe, I'm going to say, how long do you think they sat there in silence? Ten minutes? Yeah. <laughs> now, now Carol's got a lot to say. <laughs> she said nothing to say up till now. Now she has a lot to say. So and she adds almost nothing to the conversation. Right. She doesn't bring any, like She's just saying random things at this point. Yeah. Although she does drop one piece of information we did not have up until this point. She says she was never over there when the Naps lived there. Yes. Which can help explain why, if they didn't change anything, why nobody's like, would, um, why are you basically living in the Naps' house? Right. They would never even know the difference. <laughs> yeah, so this could – if none of them have been in the Naps' house, and we're led to believe that – I mean, if they haven't been, you can't assume anybody else has. Right. So then they probably changed nothing about the house. I love Ruben. How unfortunate for the Naps. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's such a, a passive-aggressive a-hole. <laughs> but he he does he gives it extra grumble. Oh yeah, it's like how unfortunate for the naps. <laughs> like he really goes deep for that one. <laughs> and then Rumsfeld just starts in. He so now she's had her fun. He starts doing the. He asked the question that we've all asked the entire movie. It's like I don't remember ever seeing a moving van out front. Yeah. And you know what's his face claims that it was out there all day. So I've claimed the whole movie. Well, not claimed, but I have brought up the fact that maybe the. The Klopeks are doing nothing wrong, and everybody's just crazy. But the evidence is starting to mount in the other direction. Yeah. Now you've got the femur. You've got all this other crazy stuff going on. You've got people pounding downstairs. The moving van, to me, is a big deal because right. you have to assume it, it looks like at least Carol and Mrs. Rumsfeld are both home all day. Right. If somebody would have saw a moving van sitting yeah. out there all day long. Yeah, and everybody else is nosy as hell. Yeah. And they would have seen a moving truck. <laughs> I find it impossible to believe they wouldn't have. That's another spot where Ruben grumbles, too. It was out front all day. Yeah. <laughs> so, that, yeah, that puts us like 25 seconds in. So now people are starting to finally get – and then out of nowhere, Ray is back in the conversation, <laughs> which is good because, honestly, of the three guys, he's definitely the most intelligent one. Yeah. So he's going to come at it from another angle. He's going to ask how the drainage is because <laughs> he's trying to weasel his way down into the basement. <laughs> Right. So he goes on a whole thing like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, he really – it is – it's about as subtle as a guy saying to a girl like, oh, yeah, 
what is it? I wonder what it'd be like to go in your pool. <laughs> right. You go in your pool. I mean, it's that subtle. <laughs> well, even Rumsfeld says, oh, Ray comes up with a winning idea. Let's go yeah. down. We should go down the basement. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think it's it's in the scene. She's standing there like this now. But uh, if you look at Carol in the scene, she's standing with her arm up on the, I don't know, it's up on a, like a, a dresser or something. I can't see. Rumsfeld's in the way right now. Yeah. But if you ever look up a still from the Burbs, it's normally that still. Oh, is it? What made me think about it was I watched one of the many award shows and they had her in the immemorial. And every time they, they had two shots from the Burbs in there. And every time they did a Burbs one, I'm like, oh, it's Burbs. <laughs> and they had, that's the one they did with, she's in like the flower print dress with her arm up on the thing. Okay. Yeah, she looks very casual. That's why. Yeah. But the problem is that it's like she's trying to look casual at this point. Right. Yeah, I see her back there. Okay. Well, it's like she tried to say something, got pooped on. And now, oh, it looks like she might have her arm up. It looks like kind of like a piano, but it's tough to tell. Yeah, but she's just, like, hanging in the background. Right next to her is a picture of a, a wedding that looks like it's from the Civil War. Like, how old were the naps if there is a nap stop? Because – I mean, they must have been in the antiques or something because we had that. We had the picture of the – like, a pioneer-looking dude, which I guess could have been, like, a Civil War-era person. We didn't really examine the photo. Right. I mean, I've been in old people's house who were – and they were old to me when I was a kid, so they were probably born in, like, the 30s. Okay. And they had stuff like that in there, like, really old stuff that you're like, what is this crap? I mean, so I mean, you're right. I guess it could have just been handed down from their parents at that point. <laughs> I mean, I guess someday, if, like, your grandkids are walking around their house and be like, ugh, look yeah. at grandpa's PlayStation 4. <laughs> like, Let's throw this crap away. <laughs> yeah. They still had to use their hands when they played. <laughs> like, I just download it into my brain. <laughs> Grandpa, you're stupid. <laughs> what? Who's talking about me? <laughs> Grandpa, when you die, we gotta clean this house out. <laughs> <laughs> so in this uh this minute, this was the uh the greatest cuckoo clock minute ever made. <laughs> I assume you at least know what a cuckoo clock is. I know what a cuckoo clock is. There was a really nice one on the monsters. <laughs> <laughs> a cuckoo clock is a typically pendulum regulated clock that strikes the hours with a sound like a common cuckoo's call. It has an autumn automaton cuckoo bird that moves with each note now i i'm trying to think of all the people i I really only know like one person that had a cuckoo clock and had it in use really and had it in use i was gonna say that doesn't i don't know why they would ever come up with that like who wants that in their house yeah here's the problem with the cuckoo clock they're pretty cool looking a lot of work goes into them if you go to visit somebody and their little cuckoo clock goes cuckoo you're like oh that's sweet yeah have one in your house yeah, have it do it every hour on the hour. No, thank you. No, thank you. Yeah. That would just drive me insane. Yeah, I would say, I would be throwing things at that cuckoo clock. Yeah, my aunt had one when we were growing up. And it was just like the thing would pop out and go cuckoo. And then every, oh God, like twice a day did something else. It came no. out and did some other crazy stuff. Well, does it cuckoo like one time for every hour too? I thought it did it like three times. Oh, okay. Because I don't know if it did it like, you know, church bells go one one gong for every hour. Because at 12 o'clock, I'd be breaking that thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like the cuckoo clock one, it also did something every 15 minutes. Oh, really? It made like a chime or something. It didn't do the whole thing. Oh, good. But it, you... did, it did something. It did like a chirp or a chime. And then at, on the hour, it came out and did the, the whole cuckoo thing. Do you really need to know the passage of time that much? Like every 15 well, I mean, minutes? Listen, if you have a cuckoo clock like an old one. Like, where they used to, like, hand-make them in Germany, that would be pretty cool. It would be cool to look at, yeah. But 
yeah, no thanks. I don't need, especially the ones you're going to get now. It's going to be some cheap piece of crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in a piece of plastic. You're going to be like, well, that's exciting. Don't buy one down at like Odd Lot or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I tried to look up to see if it's in a basically cuckoo clock in pop culture to see what movies it shows up in. Movies and TV shows that featured cuckoo clocks. Uh, the movie M by Fritz Lang. There's a classic, 1931. <laughs> Laurel and Hardy's short, dirty work. <laughs> the Third Man. It goes into like two paragraphs about it, so I assume it must be important. The Third Man. Isn't that the one with um Brother of Theodore, too? He may have been in that one. I thought you told me. I thought you said he yeah, wasn't. Orson Welles movie. Look at that. Deep cuts by you. Yeah, look at that. I remembered something. <laughs> uh, oh, I tried to look at the cast list. Where is he at? I swear to God, I said he was in that. Now I'm not seeing his name in the cast list. I'm telling you, I remember it. I just listened to it again today, as a matter of fact. Uh, well, we're just going to assume you're right. We're going to assume you were right the first time, too. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers from 1956. Eraserhead. Some Blade Runner. You notice it's all in weird movies? Yeah. Because it just shows it, – it's a weird thing. That's why. Wasn't there one in Clockwork Orange? Oh. Yeah, speaking of weird things, and then here's some television shows it's been in. Twin Peaks. Uh-huh. Um, what was one of Alfred Hitchcock Presents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I looked at literature. There's like 10,000 books and stories about it. I'm almost positive there was one of the monsters, but when it came out, it made a different animal sound like a roar or an elephant sound. Well, I thought you were the monsters expert. Why didn't you know that? I'm almost positive. No, I think it did a different one every time. I did it. I think so. <laughs> well, I wasn't able to find it in the seven seconds I could have time to look it up. So <laughs> it must be it must be wrong now. It must be this wrong. one. I'm going to assume you're just wrong about. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be right about everything. So in this minute, although not much actually occurred, this is the first minute where they're like they're really starting to put it to the Clopex at this point. Yeah, like they are actually taking like the action to them, like. Rumsfeld's been on them since they got there, but even, like, Carol's not really helping, but she's talking to them at least. But now Ray's having none of it anymore. Now he's trying to get down into the basement to see what's going on. Yeah. They're actually being proactive, but in the correct way, unlike the other idiot that we're going to see coming up later this week <laughs> who, who's being proactive, yeah. but not in a good way. Not in a good way at all. <laughs> all right, so I don't think I have anything else for this minute unless you do. Um, No. What's what's the last thing you said? To, oh, maybe that was brother down there tapping on the ceiling a couple minutes ago. That's what's the last thing Rumsfeld. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's it though. Who knows? All right. So um, make sure to go over to our uh, our Facebook page or uh, Twitter. We don't have any other social media, so you're gonna have to find us at one of those two places. Unless you email us at thebirdsminute at gmail dot com. Go over to iTunes, give us a five star review. Go over to Amazon, buy my book, The Dawn of Mars. Uh, it's on Kindle, two ninety nine. Do you have anything else? Down to $2.99? Down to the Kindle version. Oh, 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 the Kindle version. The Kindle's always the cheapest version. What's the hardback? I think it's $8.99. Okay. It's not hardback. It's paperback. Paperback. Well. And an audiobook. I don't know what that is. I'm going to get it, and I'm going to get them to sign it, and uh, look for that on eBay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> You're just going to white out where I write to Chris on there? <laughs> yeah. So you can sell it? <laughs> don't write my name on it. I, oh, I hate... don't write my name. <laughs> Um, that's all we have for the Burbs Minute. We'll see you in about a minute, and you should check out our moving van. It's been parked outside all day, and stay safe, neighbors. <laughs>